page 136. We stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the of my sins. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I as a called and ordained servant of the word announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The introit. We have thought, O God, on your loving kindness in the midst of your temple. According to your name, O God, so is your praise to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is full of righteousness. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. In the city of our God, in his holy mountain, God is in her palaces. He is known as her refuge. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad. Because of your judgments. For this is God, our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. We have thought, O God, on your loving kindness in the midst of your temple, according to your name, God, so is your praise to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is full of righteousness.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Grant to us, Lord, we implore you, the spirit to think and do always such things as are right, that we, who cannot do anything that is good without you, may be innate, may by you be enabled to live according to your will. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. The Old Testament reading for the 8th Sunday after Trinity is from the 23rd chapter of Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesied to you. They make you worthless. They speak a vision of their own mind, a vision of their own heart, not from the mouth of the Lord. They continually say to those who despise me, The Lord has said you shall have peace. And to everyone who walks according to the dictates of his own heart, they say, No evil shall come upon you. For who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and has perceived and heard his word? Who has marked his word and heard it? Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord has gone forth in fury, a violent whirlwind. It will fall violently on the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days, you will understand it perfectly. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words... Then they would have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. Am I a God near at hand, says the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can anyone hide himself in secret places so I shall not see him, says the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? I have heard what the prophets have said, what those who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long will this be in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies? Indeed, they are prophets of the deceits of their own heart, who try to make my people forget my name by their dreams, which everyone tells his neighbor as their fathers forgot my name for Baal. The prophet who has a dream... Let him tell a dream. But he who has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, says the Lord? Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? This is the word of the Lord. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, 
heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the seventh chapter. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Here ends the gospel. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and stood at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and a church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for resurrection and the life of the world to come.
sermon text is from St. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Today's Holy Gospel is not about hypocrites. Hypocrites are those who pretend to be something uh, which they are not. You see, hypocrites say one thing, but they practice something else. No, that's not today's gospel. Today's gospel is a warning for Christians to flee from false prophets. False prophets sincerely trust in falsehood. And they teach others to trust in falsehood as well. These false prophets are not pretending. No, they practice the falsehood that they preach. They actually and sincerely believe that they are doing right and they are working hard to get others to believe and act just as they do. The problem is that false prophets are wrong. Many in our society have been taught postmodernism. That is, that there are no absolutes and everything is relative. You have your truth and I have my truth. I say that the world is flat and you say that the world is round. Well, even if our claims to truth are contradictory, that's okay. As long as we sincerely believe, then we can maintain each our own truth claim. Well, in religious things, we were arrived at this mess by creating doubt in the standard, God's standard, which is the Holy Scriptures. Formerly, it was that those outside the church rallied or railed against the Bible as untrue, as not trustworthy. But now we find that the Bible deniers are actually inside the church. And they go around teaching that the, that the Bible is only a human book. And the Bible is said to contain errors. And thus we need to somehow determine for ourselves what parts we keep and what is true for us. And without an inspired and inerrant standard by which to, gla- to judge the claims of others, we think that... Well, maybe sincerity ought to be the judge, as long as you're sincere. John chapter 4, verse 23, Jesus said, But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such as worship him. It is not enough. To be sincere. You must worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. We are not talking about hypocrites. Uh, Then we need to speak to them about sincerely believing the truth because they're only pretending. No, if we are speaking about false prophets, then we need to make it clear that sincerity alone does not save. You need to sincerely trust in the truth. One night, there was a bad storm. A bridge was washed out. Those who were driving on this highway did not know that the bridge was completely gone. Although they sincerely trusted that the bridge would transport the car to the other side, one car after another followed the taillights ahead over the edge of the bank And in the darkness, they careened down into the water below. The bridge was not there. No matter how sincerely they believed it, it was not there. If the truth of the bridge was not there, then it could not save them. It could not transport them anywhere. There are many false prophets today who I assume are sincere in their beliefs, but they are wrong. Furthermore, there are false prophets that are teaching others to trust in bridges which cannot bring them to eternal life. 
Sometimes people get upset with me for making references to other religions or Christian denominations in sermons or in Bible studies. It's not that I'm trying to be mean or hateful to others. My concern is the bridge. It's a bridge, a true bridge to eternal salvation. You cannot be saved by false teaching. The prophets and the apostles and Jesus himself are constantly warning us against those who are false teachers. The prophet Jeremiah warns, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. They speak a vision of their own heart, not from the mouth of the Lord. St. Luke records, St. Paul in the book of Acts, saying this, For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also, from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. Jesus said, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. There's a reason that a person puts up the sign, Beware of dog." Because the dog is dangerous and it will harm some, someone. The reason that Jesus says, beware of false prophets, is because it is dangerous. False prophets can harm you. You cannot be saved by falsehood. False teaching is deadly. If a Roman Catholic truly believes that the Virgin Mary will go to Jesus for them and help them to be saved, they will not be saved. The scriptures say there is only one mediator, a go-between, one mediator between man and God, the man Jesus Christ. Only faith in Jesus Christ saves them. If an Eastern Orthodox sincerely trusts that they are saved by cooperating with God, by doing good works, they will not be saved. Ephesians 2 says we are saved by grace through faith, and this not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. If a Protestant trusts in their decision, their act of the will, their decision for Jesus as the reason they'll be saved, they will not be saved. A decision of the human will does not save. St. John tells us in chapter 1, verse 13, we are children who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. I'm thankful that many do not actually believe the official teachings of their church. If you talk to them, they'll say, well, no, no, I trust in Jesus. I go, good, that's the way in which we are saved. But you see, before we can beware of false prophets, we have to identify them. We have to point them out. And how do you do that? How do you know? Well, you cannot trust in someone's own claim to a relationship with Jesus. There are false prophets who won't tell you that their beliefs are false. They won't tell you that they worship a God of their own imagination. In fact, They will tell you that they are buddy-buddy with Jesus. But our Lord says otherwise. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me, and yet I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. So sincerely held belief is not enough. There needs to be the truth of Jesus Christ. So how do we determine? We determine a false prophet by examining the teaching of the prophet and checking it with the truth. Jesus says, you will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? And finally, he goes on to say that by their fruits you will know them. So, you do not need to worry about the sneakiness and the claims of false prophets because they will be shown by their fruit. You can tell. The fruit 
of a prophet is their teaching. You can examine the teaching of a prophet. You can compare it to God's word. And if that man is a true prophet, then he will preach the word correctly, properly dividing law and gospel. If the man is a false prophet, then he will preach things that God has never said. Or he will contradict the Holy Scriptures. We need to be careful, then, that we use the right standard, the Holy Scriptures, the standard in order to judge the truth. So, the fruit of a prophet is not the number of people who follow him. We can't determine if someone is true or false based on increasing or decreasing attendance. For the first half of Jesus' ministry, he was wildly popular. During the last half of his ministry on earth, Jesus' followers continued to dwindle until no one stood by him at his death. The fruit of a prophet is not his personality. An exciting and entertaining presentation does not assure us that the man is a true prophet. The fruit of a prophet is not his call documents, ordination, or apostolic succession. It's not his alb or his stole. It's not his collar. It's not that I'm saying those things are bad. It's just that they're not the assurance that we need that a man is a true prophet. When Jesus said, you will know them by their fruits, he was speaking about the teaching of the man. In today's epistle, St. Paul is leaving the congregation and he's leaving the pastors in Ephesus and he's going away and he warns them. And when he calls, he says that they will have savage wolves come in. So now, brethren, he says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. I commend you to the word of God, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance amongst all who are sanctified. So our God works through his word and he says, by knowing that word... You can be kept in the truth. If a prophet comes to you declaring something and it's not in the word, then reject him. Okay. So I come to you. I come to you as a prophet. You have no choice. You must judge my fruits. Here's the teaching. You are a sinner. You have fallen short of God's law. You are lost in your trespasses and sins. And even in your mind and will, you were turned against God. You could do nothing to save yourself. God in his mercy sent his son to accomplish your salvation. Jesus Christ led a perfect life for you. And he died an innocent victim in order to take away your sins. That same Jesus Christ rose from the dead and on the third day. And he is alive. Ascended to heaven and will return on the last day. Through the preaching of the word, God creates faith, which clings to Jesus and gives eternal life. It's the same word which works in the waters of holy baptism and in the bread and wine of Lord's Supper, so that it becomes his body and blood for the forgiveness of sins. All who trust in the promise of forgiveness handed out in the means of grace will be saved. And finally, those who believe in Jesus Christ uh, will not continue to practice lawlessness. No, they will follow God's word, his word of truth. They will daily live lives of confessing sins and trusting in Jesus. They will do good works, which are their fruits of faith, showing that they are believers. Believers in Jesus will flee from false prophets. They will judge the words of true prophets to be consistent with the word of God. And through clinging to the word and sincerity and truth, believers will come to eternal life. So I say, as Paul said to those at Ephesus, So now, brethren, I commend you to God, to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Page 143, Create in Me.
Let us pray to the Lord. Lord. Almighty God, everlasting Father, we give thanks to you that you have given us the truth of your word fulfilled in Jesus Christ, and that by means of the preaching of true prophets, we can discern the twisted teaching of false prophets from the words of eternal life. Let us pray to the Lord. O Lord, separate your church from all who do not acknowledge the Holy Trinity as the one and true living God, that we might share in your eternal glory and be delivered from error and its paths which lead to death. Grant faithfulness to all pastors in Christ, including our Bishop James, our pastors Michael and Gary. Help us to love those, those who practice homosexuality, not by blessing their sinful behavior, but by speaking the truth, that they may be turned from their sin. Bless our Early Childhood Learning Center, our Director Keeley, and those who teach and assist. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Bless our land with honest industry, truthful education, and an honorable way of life. Save us from violence, discord, and confusion, from pride and arrogance, and from every evil course of action. Defend our liberties. Give those who have been entrusted with the authority of government, our President Joe, the Congress of the United States, our Governor J.B., state legislators, our Mayor Steve. Give them the spirit of wisdom that they may be, that they may, there might be justice and peace in our land. Give our police officers, especially Daniel and Alex, as well as our judges, give them the will and ability to maintain law, order, and justice. When times are prosperous, let our hearts be thankful, and in troubled times do not let our trust in you fail. Bless our universities, colleges, and schools, so that knowledge may be increased among us and all good learning flourish and abound. Bless all who teach and learn, and grant that they may ever look to you with humble hearts. Protect those who serve in our armed forces, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, that they may diligently carry out their duties and be protected from all harm and danger. O Lord God Almighty, who does behold all the nations of the earth, from your heavenly throne look down with pity upon those nations who are now at war. Hold your hand over women and children. Check the hatred and cruelty of mankind. Direct the counsel of neighbor nations to overtures of peace and give peace in our time that we and all your children may serve you with a quiet mind. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Bless our Shud and Carolyn and our elderly Violet and Tom. Provide for the needs of Kevin, Stan, Jack, Levi, Jennifer, Jim, Mary, Connie, Victor, and Marcia. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with you. 
our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection open to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, heaven and earth, we praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, He broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, He gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. 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 Amen.